Gordano. Gordano. That was a surprise Gordano. I wanted to get in there first. Yeah, well, you did so. Well done. Well done indeed. My listeners, what a show you've got coming up. What a podcast you've got coming up. What a podcast. It's got everything in there, Simon. In many respects, it's it's the story of life. Well, William, you're quite right. It's got all sorts. Yeah, it's got it's got things. It's got, it's got highs and lows. It's got it's got questions and it's got answers. It's got insert adjective here all over it. It really does smeared all over its face. So why don't yeah, you precise. listen? Right, I mean, why, why do, do, why do, why do, why do, do you, you listen? Sorry, not in service. 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 Sorry, sorry, not in service. Sorry, not in service. Sorry, not in service. Oh my goodness. What a day I've had on the farm. I've been looking forward to coming in for this cup of tea for a while now. Oh. What an extraordinary cup of tea you'll oh be. My, I, you know, the oh lambs my. have been all over the place today. My hands drenched in ichor and blood from their spawning. Really? Now, yeah. oh, 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 I'd best head up, head up to go and um, you know, pop, pop me uh, appendage up an old cow. Cup of tea, cup of tea, lovely sandwich. <laughs> so we welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Archer's Omnibus on Ten Radio. <laughs> was that the omnibus? Yes, sir. <laughs> Those were the highlights. They were pretty Gar. good. Not really, of course, listeners. You're listening to Sorry Not in Service and uh, More's the Pity. Uh, no, it's uh, Friday night. It's Roger Moore's the Pity. Certainly, and certainly the arm action that you gave me there, as you said, Roger Moore was a pity. <laughs> He's an uh, artsy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are those probably best left unsaid there, Will. Now, William, can you remember... Our- no, 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 sorry, but best, best denied. <laughs> oh, best denied. <laughs> left unsaid. <laughs> we all know it, but <laughs> just best not to mention it. Uh, William, pretend Deny that- the Roger Moore Nazi thing. Uh, he's not. Now, Will, uh, I brought a lovely record. It was French Boogie, 1980 to 1985. French Boogie, Simon? Le Boogie Francais. Like a like a snot. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be listening to French Boogie, wow. 1980 to 1985, throughout the show, when I'm in charge. Gallic nose affluence on its way. <laughs> The French there, live on Ten Radio. The French there, giggles and. So the two things we know about them, and we've all learnt something about Roger Moore this evening. We certainly have. Uh, Now, uh, William, uh, normally have we? (laughs) Well, that's the question. It is, Uh, and I've just asked. Anyway, uh, now, William, (laughs) at this point, regardless of Roger Moore and his. And his opinion, whatever he is. Um, um, yeah, well, I think it's probably best time we, we lift the mood with a with a, um, a formatting point of the show. Now that's um, right, listeners. Now uh, to decide how we're going to who's going to go first. I'm going to drink this uh, cup of tea. Uh, I we, best we, get the hay bales in. So, uh, William, uh, well, 
Oh, I'd best... William, I'd best go first. I suppose I'd best go first. Now, Simon. What? Um, are you familiar with the uh, business of walking into a town and um, seeing the people there and being aware of their conversations? Yes. You ever heard of people, towns? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm reasonably au fait with both. Just settling you into the very notion, the uh, the <laughs> arena that we're going to be walking in over the next, uh, let's say, two minutes. Oh. Now then. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Strap yourself in, listeners. <laughs> two minutes. Uh, <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Two minutes. Minutes. Terrible, Sorry, listeners. I, I'm in control of the podcast. You won't suffer. Come on. <laughs> You're eating into your two minutes here, Will. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, right. So I um, had to go and get a few things from town. And um, whilst I was in town, I'm not going to um, name and, and shame the shop because it was not the shopkeeper's fault. But I was privy to a um, human. Um, Discussing with a shopkeeper um, the way that they're coming over here, certainly. Oh, aren't they? so this is a conversation heard between a customer and a shopkeeper. Yeah, and it's about and and, ba and the shopkeeper was he was actually he was attempting to deflect the whole situation. Good on and the, the and the customer was being quite vociferous and you know mate and Bad all that kind of thing. Sure. He, he was very much wearing a football shirt. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, precisely from the Premier League. <laughs> On. And so this customer, he concluded his transaction slash racist slash Roger Moore based opinions, <laughs> and he left the shop. And I dealt with the uh, the shopkeep yep. um, in a in an orderly fashion. Fine. Um, and there was a brief kind of you know in the aftermath of of uh, such tempestuous attitude. Yep. There was a brief, but nothing really said. Okay. Because I thought, you know what? Let's just let's just leave that whole thing. Yeah. You know, let's acknowledge the fact, but move on. Problem is, I, you know how we're both quite um, uh, woolly liberal, um, um, slightly pathetic uh, people. Simon. Yeah, yeah, you and yeah. I, you and I both. Yeah, yeah, you and for I sure. both. Absolutely. Right, so, so, I don't know if this was a consequence of having just gone and experienced this whole situation. Yeah. But I did also have to go into the ethnic food wholesalers on Eastreach. Yeah. And they were busy unloading a delivery, and they're quite. None of them are particularly strapping lads, right? But they're all moving, you know, big sacks of like flour mm -hmm. from a palace outside, yeah. And the weather's starting to look a bit shaky yep. and things like that. And they're trying to get everything done. And so I kind of helped them for a bit. Oh right, well that's and a jolly good thing to do. It's a good thing to do. But the problem is, I'm in a position where I can't work out whether or not I did that because I've just been privy to the conversation, or whether I'm just a basically good person. And it's oh, not so much an anecdote okay. as more of a quandary about my motivation for going and helping out some guys. Right, okay. Yeah. These so it's guys more of were a sort of woolly liberal conundrum. It's more of a woolly liberal conundrum. Am I just helping out some guys who maybe needed a little bit of help? Or am I trying to go, hey, you probably have to deal with like trouble from the guy like what I've just seen guy? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, well, you know, every time that we sort of touch on serious subjects. It goes flippant. It goes flippant very, very quickly. Oh, I mean, it's, it's most flippant out on the moors today. Oh, I mean, it's all very well us talking about Roger Moore and his far right extremist views and opinions, that or he not. not that he might not have. <laughs> but, but, but well, well, William. All I would say to you, the silence is certainly speaking volumes. <laughs> all I would say to you, Will. <laughs> the most bizarre weeks on the arches. <laughs> Uh, is what I'll say to you, William. Is uh, regardless of what went on beforehand, you did a very good thing. I did a good thing. You did, and I, it's not. I don't say that lightly or often. 
No, you re- re- really, really do. I very yeah, rarely have yeah, cause yeah. to say it. And that's your two minutes up. <laughs>Simon. Yeah. What is your question for me, Simon? Uh, would you like me to tell you an anecdote from my past fortnight? Let's in find out many people call a formatting point, point of the show. show. Uh, well, William, uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I went to a fun party. You went to a fun party, Simon? Yeah, to celebrate uh, dear friend Emily's birthday and dear friends Emily and Rich's forthcoming nuptials. <gasps> is that the marriage one? Yeah, that's the marriage one. Okay, sorry, I can never remember which is the marriage one and which is the um, bedding. Mm. Yeah, it would have yeah. been a bit odd. <laughs> If we've gone to a party <laughs> to celebrate forthcoming. <laughs> well, I, I don't need to say any more than that. It's all covered in that word. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, so I went to Emily and Rich's party. And uh, I didn't know, we didn't, Colour and I didn't know anyone else there. But no, I was on good, we, were, we were on good form. I was on good form. We were, we were chatting, doing small wow. talk, polite chat. And then they did um, a, um, they, they put on a quiz. A quiz? As, as a form of entertainment at the party. And now the quiz master was, was brilliant. He was really, really good. He had some wonderful ideas. One of them was uh, to um, uh, nominate a member of your team to stand up in the middle and um, through a, uh, a poster tube... Right. Um, ...sort of do the music for a popular song that's written down on this slip of paper. Oh, that's quite a canny idea. And it, was, it was a lot of fun, and other people did theirs, and it was, all, it was all very good. Now, remember, we're at this party. We don't really know anybody. We've done sort of fairly polite, middle-of-the-road small talk. Yeah. I'm given uh, a song right. that I know. Okay. And uh, I'll have to, uh, well, ho- hopefully we won't bother people next door when I um, redo what I did. Heart life? <laughs> it was Ghost Town, you buffoon. Oh, Ghost By the Town. Specials. Uh, so right. I'm, I'm busy. Um, that was your version of Ghost Town. It was pretty good. Uh, so um, everybody was slightly taken aback by my all, all of a sudden becoming very bombastic with a tube. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you might as well have just fired a gun into the air at another part of the quiz and said, I know. <laughs> so that was that, was that certainly. Uh, did some dancing. Broke their internet. Um, what? <laughs> I just pulled out a wire. Uh, and then finally, to cap, cap, cap the evening off. Um, oh, yeah, uh, when we left, uh, it was quite late. Everybody was a bit boisterous. I was tired after all the dancing and the Aww. horror. And um, I went uh, to say goodbye to Rich and to say goodbye to Emily. Now, I went in to uh, kiss Emily on the cheek, uh, you know, just a polite, and on you go. Right, okay. Uh, that I didn't get that far because it turned into a hug, which I was delighted about. Emily's wonderful. But it, but my brain hadn't um, hadn't um, you hadn't had the kiss you were looking for. <laughs> I hadn't had the kiss I was looking for. So what ended up happening was we went into a lovely embrace, and I ended up kissing her on the shoulder. That's a bit strange. <laughs> to be honest, it's not as strange. I thought you were going to go for the ear, but <laughs> it was close. The first bit of skin I touched, I was going to kiss. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah. So uh, and then we left, and I haven't really spoken to either of them since. Right, okay. I mean, I think listeners need to be reminded of the fact, Simon, that, of course, you will have been sober at this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But I'd had so many cups of tea. I mean, you, you, you got giddy on tea. Yeah. You do get giddy on tea, don't you? Yeah. What's Ghost Town sound like
Now then, listeners. Um, of course, those of you who've been listening for the past 20 minutes will be aware that there's been a lot of talk in the media <laughs> about the political leanings of the famous British actor Roger Moore, best known, of course, for his role as James Bond, um, and his, indeed his role in the film Wild Geese. Um, and about the possibility that he might, <laughs> in some respects, well, some respects, be a member of the 1930s and 40s German National Socialist Party. Look. What happened? There was a throwaway comment made in the first link. Well, well, well. And we've just been following it up, as all good journalists would. Well, precisely. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this is more or less exactly like a condensed version of the film Spotlight. <laughs> it's so, probably all right. I asked the uh, text answering service, AQA, right. um, is Roger Moore a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone hasn't heard of this service, you ask them, send them a text question and they reply. Yeah. And they're usually pretty spot on. Okay. Usually. So- so, their response. Roger Moore isn't a Nazi. Oh. He is quintessentially British and served in the army. Right. He is a member of the Conservative Party, so uh. leans slightly to the right. Ooh. So, so, that's... Uh, so, the, so the there. answer is, Roger Moore isn't a Nazi. So, I'm glad we've cleared that up. It's good to have these things out in the open. Yeah. But... <laughs> but... But... But will. But but will. He is a member of the Conservative Party. That doesn't necessarily and mean, so leans slightly to the right. That doesn't necessarily mean. i not say. No, I didn't say that. Does mean he's a no. Nazi? <laughs> Stop saying it. We have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt via the text answering messages system AQA. Yeah. That he isn't. Okay, fine. It's fine. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Roger Moore is not a Nazi. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing? Who are you? Oh, for goodness' sake! What's going on? Jenny Colombo's cafe in Milverton will be shut down next week following a disgruntled customer calling in the Food Standards Agency. The customer made an impassioned plea for the FSA to descend on the cafe, and while they did arrive to assess the eatery, so too did the Financial Services Authority, the Fire and Security Agency, and the Free Syrian Army. The I'm Spartacus-style debate that followed escalated into bloody carnage, rendering the cafe unusable for food preparation, with the sole surviving member of the Food Standards Agency shutting it down before going to hospital. And life is to be officially declared completely pointless by the Duke of Hewish Champflower on Saturday. There's just no point, he will opine in an unintentionally legal manner during the ongoing attempt to create a written constitution for the ten parishes. I mean, seriously, why would anyone even bother? The subclause will be an element of this constitutional description of a parishioner's right to legal representation, and is expected to cause a significant reduction in average trial length. Bath Ilton has been chosen as the primary location for the filming of the next James Bond film, Ball Bags. The film will star James Bond as 007, and <laughs> we'll see him up against... <laughs> so, uh... What? <laughs> just news. It's just an event. That's just what's going on, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's just about the new James Bond film, Ball Bags. <laughs> 
<laughs> Film will star James Bond as 007 and we'll see him up against his evil villain Ian Harris, played by John Fashionu. The village will be subjected to drone strikes, scantily clad ladies, car chases and rooftop snipers. Parish Council Chairman Scrooty Bratwurst is delighted to welcome Hollywood to the village, telling Sorry Not In Service, Ball bags will do Bath Hilton more good than harm, I'm sure of it. Filming starts in 10 minutes to achieve a naturalistic look of horror on the faces of residents who will be playing the role of extras. And the... <laughs> and the... Shut up. And the Wiverliscombe Library is set to reopen on Monday, following the completion of its major re-indexing project. As we all know, the library was closed last April when head librarian Morty Mort Mort announced <laughs> lies, lies, all lies. All texts have therefore been reclassified as fiction and organised by author, all of whom have been renamed Soylent Green. <clears throat> the popular 90s computer game Lemmings will be performed by local theatrical group at Acronym Botherers, the Wiverliscombe Acting Troop Society, next Friday. Audiences will watch in horror as hundreds of local thespians unwittingly march into Clatworthy Reservoir before one of them reaches for a shovel and digs a diagonal hole leading the survivors to safety. <laughs> Similar groups have performed the piece across the country with reviewers describing it as both a pointless waste of human life and a touching tribute to a bygone age of gaming. And, and chalk is to be distributed to all the residents of Ashbrittle on Thursday, ahead of the official launch of its Where, How and In What Pose Are You Going to Die Festival. <laughs> the Ashbrittleists will have until noon on Friday to attempt to mark their penultimate resting place before the judges will descend upon them. The judges, who have not been seen on Earth since last time Ashbrittle was exterminated, will be awarding points based on technical skill, inventiveness and good manners. As ever, points mean prizes, and prizes mean not being eaten. Well, listeners, well, those were the events. And uh, at competition time, if uh, if you go to all of those events, then you'll win yourself and your family free tickets to ball bags. Lovely. <laughs> Simon. What, William? Um, you know how, like, it's quite difficult to be a serious person? Uh, uh, bums. <laughs> Go on. Well, um, I was going to raise the subject of charity. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. Um, that was that was merely to play contrast to Simon's commentary. No, no, si no, Simon, Simon, Simon. Simon. Yeah. Um, is it a problem if the only email addresses I have are inherently stupid? Oh, what, your own personal email addresses? Yeah. But it's an issue when, if you're sort of applying for work or writing to an MP or uh, defending yourself in court. Why would you need your email address if you're defending yourself in court? Character witness-ish. Character witness-ish? Yeah, you often hear judges saying, what's your email address? And if it's, you know, if it's um, funty, funty boob bags at gmail.com, they'll go, well, no, I don't like the sound of him. Guilty as charged. Okay, he sounds like a fun guy. No, no, that's an example. <laughs> okay, right, I mean, it's a strong example. Certainly. Thanks for that. Go on. Um, no, no, the reason being that um, I had to... Uh, I'm, I'm having a little look at uh, possibly rising for the ranks of uh, a supermarket. Jesus. And... Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I had to just pass over my email address the other day. Yeah. And uh, I saw... Because I was one of the last people who did this, because I'm well organised. Um, I saw everyone else's email address... <laughs> Yeah. Everyone else's email address is just normal. It's basically just their name and possibly it's followed by the year of their birth or something like that. Did many of them start with like Mr. and Mrs. and 
Yeah, 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 and a few of them with uh, <laughs> the right honourable. Go on, yeah. yeah. And they're all justified in that. Sure, Yeah, sure. whereas well, my email address, is, of course, is Will Lee Coyote. Will Lee Coyote. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so in your mind, what's the sort of when... Because uh, when, often when I, when I was interviewing people at my previous role uh, in uh, Nebin Dams... Um, the, the, term, the Dutch concern. The Dutch concern, Nebin Dams. <laughs> uh, the term, I would often look at email addresses. That'd be one of the first things I'd look at. Um, just to sort of get a gauge of the people. Um, what do you think people think when they look at your email address, Will Lee Quixote? What's your... What, what well, this think? is my concern. It's the possibility that they look at me and they think, well, he's not even thought about having a normal email address. He probably actually thinks he is a coyote, <laughs> constantly using traps to destroy an individual bird. Sure, sure. Which in many respects does detail my, you know, life outside work in extraordinary detail. But, um... Well, uh, well yeah. I think if I, if I looked at that, my first gut reaction would be, this guy's an unemployable buffoon. If you're going to change your email address, I mean, can you think, what would your sensible one be? James Bond! <laughs> James Bond at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would certainly get eyebrows raised. Yeah. Because I was thinking, probably James Bond normally has been already taken. Yeah. But I thought, all right, if that hasn't already gone, I could have James Bond uh, um, 007. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. Because that one probably hasn't gone. No, sir. And uh, even if that one's gone, then I'll just carry on adding O's to Bond. <laughs> James Bond! James Bond! Oh, yeah, okay, I'm with you. Sure. Yeah, but that again, Will, written down. It will look, like James, it will, it will look like James Bond. <laughs> also, it, would it be a problem in, <laughs> in professional circumstances? One street man address. James Bond! <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah, again, I don't think you're going to be getting a gig. <laughs> For lots of different reasons. <laughs> ah! You're least to your concerns is your email address, you idiot. You unemployable buffoon. I just remember the last time I did actually try applying for a job, I did write down my whole CV. I wrote no, my CV in a very sensible way, but we <laughs> did in blood. <laughs> I tattooed it on the side of an ox. <laughs> did it marmalade <laughs> on a bear's face. <laughs> Just push the bear through the door with your CV apparently written on his face in marmalade. It's all right, it's on his face. It's all right, it's on his face. That makes it okay. Now it's fine, it's on his face. And just as the door's shutting, they can just hear you going, James Bond! It's a great interview technique, though. <laughs> no, it's just I named I just named a file that my CV was written on as Cronculum Volte. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna hazard a guess there, Will. I think that was Peter Frampton. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah it was. That's uh, his voicemail. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> long voicemail. It it's, really is. Uh, but um, on that on that subject, well, um, you know, I work with uh, a lot of uh, people as well as cows. Oh God, those guys. Yeah, yeah, certainly. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the uh, ratio? Uh, roughly, people. And um, <laughs> a lot of the people who work on the farm uh, live uh, in houses uh, supplied <laughs> supplied. <laughs> believe it or not, it's a bizarre setup. 
<laughs> really odd. This is strange. Mm. Okay, you crack on, my boy. <laughs> Thanks. Let's, let's step Thanks. into your your crazy yeah. world. Right. Okay. So this this crazy alter alternate world where some people live in houses and in the workplace there's some people and some other um, sort of um, things. Um, I uh, no, the, the houses are supplied to by 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 the farm. Okay. Supplied by the farm for, for some of the workers, and um, as a part of it is uh, we 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 would go around and we'll do sort of not house inspections, but you know when you're renting a house, the landlord will come around every six months or whatever, yeah, and tick things off, and yeah. you know you haven't um, punched a hole in the wall. So um, oh yeah, I've got to fix that. I was <laughs> so I was doing I was doing that. Yeah. So I was going around to one of the guys' houses, uh, knocked on the door, and Chris, who's a lovely chap, I really like Chris. Um, he answered the door in. Just a pair of blue Y fronts. Okay. Quite tight blue Y fronts. Um, on on head, head or, or on head or groin. Groin, sir. Okay. So well, that's step in the right direction. Certainly, certainly. Um, <laughs> although, funnily enough, when he stepped, it caused all sorts of issues for me. <laughs> so Chris is there in just his pants. Um, they're quite tight pants, uh, and Chris is um, he's got a paunch. And, and then, uh, ooh, right. yeah. So um, so Chris answers the door, opens the door, and I say. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I guess I'm just come around to that. We're just doing these. The well, clearly, he's all right. <laughs> and normally in that circumstance, I mean, I don't know about you, Will, but I would go. Oh, sorry. I'll, if I hadn't already put, I don't know, a robe on, I would. I would go. I'll go put some clothes on, shall I? <laughs> I don't know. I've, on, I've answered the door to Domino's drivers in some extraordinary garb. True. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Pants, Chris, flying goggles, and a cape is standard. Chris. Um, Chris very much didn't do that, and no. sort of walked around the house with me. Yep. Now, there came an issue where it came to looking at the broken skirting board. <laughs> Ooh. Not the skirting, Simon. Certainly. The skirting, it's not going to be, like, um, you, particularly well, tall, is it? Sure. So the best way to look at, sort of, uh, broken skirting board... Would be by uh, ducking over or something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah, or sort of getting down on your hands and knees. And oh, sort of, right, okay. Yeah. yeah that's the yeah. alternative. So I'm there with a clipboard uh, <laughs> in the living room with the windows open. Well, the curtains drawn. Uh, Chris sort of haunched over, <laughs> bee hole in the air, <laughs> in his pants. I'm there with a clipboard, and the Pope walked in. Oh, uh, um, oh dear! It's like, right, okay. That was my Wednesday. Presumably, you didn't have to ask about the heating. <laughs> no, sir. It was. It was very warm in there. I suppose it wouldn't be as much of an issue if it was really cold, though. on Saturday for inappropriately stroking the face of everyone in Sunderland. Liquid water from the sky will fall over Stafford on Monday, confusing everybody in the town except those who have seen rain before. There is a severe tepid conditions warning for the Cotswolds on Tuesday. Travellers are advised to exercise cautious insouciance. 
Lightning will prove a point on Saturday night by striking down Britain's lucky lottery winner. A pesky butterfly in Chile will cause a big El Nino to do a bad at the climate. Shards of ice will fall from the sky around Japan next week, giving a much-needed boost to the whaling industry. Nothing on Friday will be more than five. There will be a red sky over Derbyshire on Wednesday morning, so if you see a shepherd in that region, give them a conciliatory hug. And humidity and wind speed will swap on Wednesday, causing 14 mile per hour damp and 96% wind to devastate the southeast. It will rain men in Gloucester next week, Wednesday in horrific scenes that will take the city decades to recover from. So in conclusion, one eye on the sky and one on your feet and one straight ahead at the weather. Um, guess what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, good, good try, but uh, luckily no. Um, we um, we received a letter. I received a letter from the wonderful mental health charity Mind. Mind. That's right. Now, um, now, listeners uh, who uh, will are uh, good will know that the um, Christmas time podcast edit point. <laughs> retake. <laughs> uh, now, listeners uh, will know that uh, we recorded and released. A wizard Christmas album. Uh, not a Christmas album about wizards, but uh, although a Christmas Jesus, album, Jesus was in some ways. Could be some de- ways, anyway, some the, ways described as a, a kind of a wizard. Kind of a wizard. Kind of a wizard. Um, but um, the thing is, the thing to remember here, listeners, is that all of the proceeds from our Christmas album went to uh, the aforementioned charity Mind. Uh, you can still buy but, the record, justgiving.com forward slash sorry not in service. Five pounds for a CD, three pounds for an MP3. And, it's um, always Christmas somewhere. Exactly, it's true. That's a good point. Well, and um, we yeah, we got this letter saying thank you very much for raising fifty quid, which we did raise yeah. through our hard work. Yeah. Um, well, and it was it was uh, you know uh, they explained to us me uh, exactly what uh, the fifty pounds can pay for, and the example that they used was um, you may not think this is very much, but eight pounds will pay for one telephone call in our. Help, help on our helpline, which is an excellent thing. Which Sometimes just conversations, idea. what somebody needs. Absolutely. So, we raised enough money for what six phone calls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifty pounds. Well, hmm. I mean, we've got a telephone in the studio. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I was thinking, sir. <laughs> we've basically paid for these phone calls already. Yeah, precisely. So, I mean. I think I was about to say something that was worse than Roger Moore being a Nazi. Fine. Or Again, not. listeners. Not, not or not. <laughs> he isn't. Oh, yeah, he isn't. Remember, That's right. he isn't. Well, you know what? Here's a nice way. To, here's a nice way to wrap all this up. A Nazi. Listen. <laughs> That's not a nice way to wrap. Anyway, listeners, if you feel in need, have some phone calls to mind on us. Yeah, precisely. To a maximum of six phone calls. <laughs> you might need to coordinate with all the other listeners. <laughs> to work out whether or not your yeah allocated phone call is still there. <laughs> this is being mooted as a, that's being mooted as a, this next song I'm going to play is being mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune of Newsnight. Mooted as a mooted as a mooted as a mooted as a this one's being mooted as a that's being mooted as a it's been mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune to um, to Blue Peter. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. 
Oh, that's right, listeners. And uh, the, is. the following piece of music, well, yes, I, uh, I received a text. Oh, a message, a message, a text message, SMS, if you will, yep. from uh, no other... masochistic subtext. <laughs> from, from no other than Uri Geller. Really? And Uri said to me... The king of the SMS. That's right. Uri said to me uh, <laughs> the, uh, that um, the following piece of music, which is um, French Boogie, of course, yes. from 1980 to 1985, yeah. has, actually, has actually been mooted as I... Oh, the jingle's about to end. Just restart it. Has been uh, has been mooted, mooted. <laughs> as a potential replacement to the theme tune of. Um, What's the uh, song? I haven't actually thought of one. What's um, French Boogie? Something a bit like French. Boogie. Hello, 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 hello. So bingo, bingo. bingo. Follow a piece of music. It's a bit obvious. It's a bit obvious, isn't it? Replacement to the theme tune of um, um, Alfreda Saint Pet. Ah, better. Ah, very good. Thank you. À ton âge déjà fatigué, me répète ma mère complètement alarmée. À propos d'alarme, je viens de... French pop music, there. French William pop music, Simon. Here's the thing, well. Not a French. Here's the thing. Not a French. Mm, the French. Oh, the French. Oh, the French. There's a thing. So here's the thing, well. Uh, Mother's Day on Sunday. Oh, that's coming up, isn't it? Yes, sir. I was reminded by the adverts. Uh. on the telly. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. And, uh, sorry, the first excuse me was for something silent that happened. Um, William. Um, but deadly. <laughs> well, why not? So schoolyard humour there. Uh, yes. William, um, any special uh, messages for mother? Rectal gas. Not, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was certainly top of Will's list. <laughs> Straight out there. I'm trying to remember what the turn of phrase was. Um, sorry, 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 for mum. Yeah, I mean, any special messages for, for, for mother on this <laughs> mother. on this most auspicious of weekends? Is it the most auspicious of weekends, Simon? It is. Cheers. Thanks. Is that it? Yeah. Well, I mean... Any highlights from your, your time knowing her? Have there been, have there been the any... 30 years. Have there been any highlights? Have there been any highlights? Time with, with mother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have. You're genuinely asking me to come up with a time <laughs> where mum's been there... And that counts as that. That'd be one of them. The time we went to Tarstets, oh, floundering, I, I, it? yeah, I, like being mum, you yeah. know, oh, like no, really. Okay, casual. Simon, you got anything? Sorry, you got anything, Simon? Yeah. Don't look. Don't all scared. You look so scared. No, I'm not now. scared you, at all, sir. Not you're not scared. Thanks for all the good times. Thanks for all the good times. Any specific, Simon? I came up with three. Yeah, yeah. yeah there are some. Yeah, there are loads. Tons, tons. It's quite, yeah. Thankfully, yeah. She, she texted me earlier to say that the radio's broken at home, so. Uh, oh, you. <laughs> so they'll never hear this. Right, okay. So, critically speaking. Yeah. What's really wound you up about that? <laughs> <laughs> this is the only opportunity Simon will ever have to discuss this. True, good point. I tell you what really razzes me off about mum. Really? Yeah, when, when, uh, when I was at school uh, and, um, you know, I might be a couple of minutes having a little bit of a couple of minute lying and mum would yeah. rush into the house into the, into the house <laughs> she, she's quite feral she will sleep in hedgerows uh, she rushed into the house and then straight up to the bedroom up about her. And, uh, and, and she would pour a mug of cold water on my face waterboarding me yeah literally waterboarding you in the morning yeah precisely waterboarding in the morning it's just awful so I you, know so there yeah, strike one yeah strike one go on Will um, <laughs> go on. it's an open goal it's open season Slam mummy. 
It's not Mother's Day yet. It's not Mother's Day yet. We can say what I. I um, we can say what the hell we want for two days. Yeah. I dislike the way she agrees with Roger Moore about everything. Really? Yeah, she I really agree does. with you about that. She, she has definitely a very good point. does. It's quite upsetting in many respects. No, no I quite like her. That's <laughs> the Mother's Day link. <laughs> Topical material here on Sorry Night what? If I close my eyes, I was in Marseille. Really? If I close my eyes, I was at the Battle of Alicia. First in Getrix, isn't it? Oh, okay, fine. The Asterix Tales. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Lovely so. stuff. That's where we learnt all of our Gallic references. References. Simon! What now? Simon. Now, of course, the last link, which was excellent, was about Mother's Day. And that's an upcoming celebration on the calendar. Sure. Yes. What else is coming up, Simon, on the calendar? Yaster. 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 Named, of course, after the, uh, the pagan goddess Eostra, sure. the goddess of the dawn. Now, Simon, of course, you're aware that I work in a supermarket. The listeners are aware I work in a supermarket. Of course, Easter is a big time for a supermarket. You can foist a lot of trash on these <laughs> darn bombs. <laughs> That's the new logo, isn't it? <laughs> new, the new slogan. It's the new slogan for all supermarkets. You yeah. can foist a lot of... What was it? You can foist a lot of trash on these darn bombs. <laughs> nice. And I was absolutely delighted the other day, Simon, um, watching a small family, because of, uh, of course, the, the, they were all sub-two-foot. Sure. And um, all of them, children barely an inch high. It was Go weird. On, carry anyway, on. somehow they were all managing to, all of them were managing to carry a little basket. Mm -hmm. And it really cheered me up, Simon, on the approach to this whole Easter situation, where they started to get in some of their Easter goodies, and they had a, a few little, um, few little eggs in there, and a few little kind of um, uh, fluffy chick type Aww, things. How sweet. Oh, it was all really sweet. And then, um, just in there as well, there was a couple of, I don't know if you've seen them, Poussin? They're like tiny uh, little kind of whole birds you're supposed to roast. They're about... Uh, Six inches long at the most. They look like tiny, tiny chickens. Sorry? <laughs> Just dressed and ready to go. Like a tiny, tiny, ready-to-roast chicken. Actually edible. Yeah, actually edible. Oh, wow, but, this sounds extraordinary. But yep. just twixt all these chocolate eggs and these little representations of these darling little chicks. There was a cadaver. There was essentially... <laughs> there was a corpse. <laughs> that one didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheered me up. Maybe it'll, ri maybe it'll rise again. Yeah, well, precisely. That's exactly what I was thinking, Simon. It's only going to make it another couple of weeks, and then we'll find out whether or not he um, just uh, does the old um, back again. <laughs> yeah, back once again with the Renegade Master. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought I'd best share that with you. <laughs> Sing along, listeners. Let the Poussin rise. <laughs> Zodiac signs are an important part of who we are, but astrology is so much more than personality traits. The constant motion of the planets affects our lives in the boardroom, the bedroom, and everywhere in between. 
From St. Augustine to Russell Grant, many have tried to harness the awesome power of the Zodiac. But one man stands tall above all others and will guide you through the mystical world of this most astronomical of phenomena. Welcome to Horoscopia. Wrenching the secret of immortality from the ancient keeper of knowledge will fracture your index finger on Monday. You will therefore never be able to play Spanish guitar in your interminable life. Taurus. Eating a fistful of chili peppers will prove beyond doubt that you are a person not ashamed of bravado. However, the House of Commons will still look for a more concrete demonstration of your passion about bus services that reach rural communities. Gemini. Which will be the main profession that you pursue this week, as you will stumble across both a cauldron and a broomstick in the woods. A cautious foray into the world of magical flight will bruise a hip. Cancer. Your exercise bike will be stolen from outside Morrison's on Friday. Despite a game effort, you will be unable to catch the thief. You utter loser. Leo. An envelope containing all your personal information will fall through the letterbox on Tuesday. It will be remarkably explicit and remind you of a sexual partner you had forgotten about, as well as a library fine you had not. This envelope will be sponsored by Squarespace and inform you that you could receive a discount by using your mother's maiden name at checkout. Virgo. A fire will spontaneously erupt in your bedroom on Wednesday, just as you are pondering on how best to wash your slippers. A gentle wash would seem wise, though they are somewhat tarnished. Also, would it spoil the soles of your slippers if you used a softener? How long will they need to dry for? Tough questions. Libra. The entirety of the emergency services will descend upon your house on Thursday from an altitude of 10,000 feet. Your mate, Darren, will be the principal cause of your salvation as the entirety of the emergency services will have just fallen on your house from a height of 10,000 feet. Scorpio! Due to a scheduling conflict, your hours will be all over the place. Quite literally. They will fall in a pattern that even a digital watch cannot record. Your analog watch will not stand a chance. Sagittarius. Tuesday will begin with the sound 
of a trumpet alerting your whole camp to attack. Engines? Possibly. But we have no idea what you mean by engines. It sounds distinctly racist. More like they are just people, like you, burning your camp to ashes. Capricorn. You will shock a small group of people on Sunday evening by suddenly sitting up and shouting, No! They will mainly be shocked by your move into absolute decisiveness. You're normally quite moderate. What's got into you? Aquarius. You will be deported to Australia this week. At least, your family will report this fact. You thought you were going on holiday. They are praying that you will not return and prove lie to their story. Pisces. A bottle of sweet chili sauce will cause you an enormous amount of puzzlement this week. Who bought it? How did it arrive in your house? What is chili? What is sauce? What is bottle? What is sweet? You are, you sweet little saucy Pisces. And if you can send help for that pony, it would be most appreciated. Simon! Oh, what now, you unrelenting radio presenter? I am an unrelenting radio presenter. Um, Simon! What now, you Shut up. impersonal shock jock? Yes, uh, this has been Sorry Not In Service. Thanks for joining us here on this... About 73% humidity night. <laughs> William's just reached out of the window there to so, check the weather forecast. I'd say it's about three quarters water. <laughs> On this evening where most of us will drown. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> That's a bit of breaking news, actually. We did receive an email. Yeah, I'm sorry oh, about yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, dear. Ooh. The thing is, Simon. Yeah. I, I, there's times when I wonder, do the listeners really get anything out of actually listening to the show? Well, clearly you know, not. It's, it's self-indulgent nonsense. Do they get anything out of listening to the... Oh, no, we've filled enough time. Right, so what have we learned? <laughs> Will's not even getting an interview at my supermarket. And Chris has blue Y fronts, his skirting is in good repair, and he is hot to trot. I really must stop having conversations with shopkeepers about immigration. And Simon's version of Ghost Town is a lot like a hippo's version of I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Regardless of tonight's frequently unacceptable content, we are still here. We are the Donald Trumps of 10 Radio. <laughs> and if you are one of six specially selected listeners, you can contact the wonderful mental health charity Mind. Free of charge! <laughs> on us! <laughs> on us! The mental health assistance is on us! <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear, indeed. Cause and cure. Indeed. Sorry, not in service. Everything that's wrong. <laughs> Closing the show. We hope you've learnt your lesson.
dear. <laughs> That did not work. Well, that was uh, that was certainly uh, an ex- extraordinary, extraordinary yeah. period of time there. Uh, I mean, we we touched on some very uh, I mean, we, interesting areas. I like to think of a, a very much. We're a bit like the one show, but with <laughs> yeah. a couple of zeros after it. Yeah, the one hundred show. Yeah, yeah. Or one zero because then it's the ten show and it's the ten radio show. Sure, it's the sorry not in service ten show. Yeah, um, I mean uh, the important thing is that Roger Moore is. Not, not a, not a not Nazi. Nazi. Roger Moore although, isn't a Nazi, no. although there is some, <laughs> there is some debate of, amongst yeah. the text answering service community. Yeah, uh, but um, about you know to what extent maybe his views align with the views <laughs> of the Nazi Party. It so, seems possible. Yeah, some of them. I mean, uh, might just line up. I'm hoping that um, you know if we do end up calling the podcast "Is Roger Moore a Nazi?" It might sort of boost up the iTunes. Well, that's true. I mean, Results. presumably a lot of people like Lots to look for podcasts about Nazis. Certainly. And Roger Moore. Yeah, I mean, if I see those two ingredients uh, on a podcast, well, it's, it's clickbait, isn't it? It really is. So, so welcome, you really listeners. <laughs> anyway, listeners, if you've enjoyed this, the next podcast will be all about Judy Dench and her affiliation with Hezbollah. <laughs> <laughs> or not. It's Judy Dench, Hezbollah.